So I got a little bit of follow-up for us. <laughs> Go. Okay, so remember last week how I was having issues with my window and uh-huh. creatures and you were that scared looked... of a bug. <laughs> well, it was a massive thing, mind you, and it it stayed there pretty much the entire night. So if I had my window open, I probably would have had it in my room. Uh huh. Now I I Did you have, die of heat exhaustion. I have reached my wit's end because I have this mosquito repellent that is plugged into the wall. Uh, to keep the mosquitoes at bay because I have to sleep with the windows open, as uh-huh. I've told you a before. Coil. Yeah, it's something, and it does a thing. Um, <laughs> I have a sneaking suspicion. That it's fake? No, that it's, like, doing damage to me. Like it's, oh, really? <laughs> that it's, like, poison in the air, you know? <laughs> uh, mm. And so I decided last night to test my theory out to see if I would sleep any better without it. Yeah. Turns out I did sleep better Uh-oh. without it. But then I also <laughs> woke up this with morning. Mosquito bites. <laughs> no, no. With a blood stain on my pillow. Oh, gross. <laughs> because in the <laughs> middle of the night, a mosquito bit me, probably, uh-huh. and I rolled over or something or smacked it, and uh-huh. like it spl- <laughs> It exploded. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So this is the... That's gross. <laughs> Yeah. Why would yeah. you tell that story? Is that a story that that was uh, worth telling? No. I mean, I, think so. I guess. So, so what are you life, gonna do? I don't know. I'm sleep. Well, right now it's raining outside, so my window is closed. Um, <laughs> and it's actually getting cooler outside, which is nice. So yeah. I'm gonna probably Does it get not- cold in Spain. I don't know. It rains in Spain. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Across the plain. Yeah, I'm not really sure how cold it gets because a lot of people tell me it gets really cold here. And I'm like, well, I lived in Canada yeah. and it got really cold there. So yeah. people people keep threatening me with like, oh, it gets down to zero. And I'm like, okay, well, <laughs> zero is like springtime in Canada. So, Did you uh, celebrate Canadian Thanksgiving? Last year I did. Is that today? I think it's today. Oh, well, I have forgotten Or yesterday? That. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, a week ago was Canada. a week ago was Spanish Thanksgiving. Oh yeah, they do that too. Well, no. Um, <laughs> there is a liturgical holiday that's like the harvest Thanksgiving feast something. Uh-huh. So it's like giving thanks at this time of year for the harvest, and it's a liturgical feast. It's not a national feast. Do they? I mean, that's the Ember Days. Do they do that in Spain still? I have no idea. No idea. <laughs> huh? That's weird. So anyway, hey, so this is you and me doing a weekly podcast now. <laughs> yeah, how about that? Yeah, I'm we just recorded confused. last week. We did, and we, and we published last week, more importantly. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it didn't get lost. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, one of us is responsible for that, so. Oh, well, that's true. There it is. <laughs> yeah, so uh, you got any follow-up since last week? Um, I don't, honestly, I don't remember what we talked about. Well, we talked about the good place, and oh yeah, uh, probably more importantly, we talked about the Joker. Yeah, so that's something fascinating that you. I'm kind of surprised that you did. I ended up watching it this week, and so let's just let it be known. This will be a spoiler-rich conversation. Again. And if you, if you haven't seen the movie and you're not going to see it, then stick around. I mean, <laughs> you know, like you're not going to lose anything. But we'll talk about some important things. I think. I think you'll lose something by not seeing it. I think it's worth seeing. Okay, wait. So let's jump right in. What's your... You never told me what you think about it. 
I thought I did. I liked it. You did, huh? It's. I mean, it's not a movie that I'd really want to see again. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, I am a little surprised at that because I would watch this movie multiple times. Really? Absolutely. That's That's surprising to me. Why? What did you like about it? Okay, so this movie is exactly the kind of movie that we deserve. Is <laughs> it's it's a movie so like I couldn't help but think the entire time of comparing it to the Avengers of like uh-huh. one movie is like a sugar rush that you're then left feeling hungry afterwards and that you ultimately are left unsatisfied. And this one is like, oh my gosh, I could go back to this movie and rewatch it and get something out of it every single hmm. time I see it. Hmm. There's actual substance to this movie. Now, the substance is dark and twisted and yeah. dis- disturbing, but it's substan- it's substantial. You know, there's, sub- uh-huh. there's some substance there that left me thinking and wondering about myself and my life. Which... Oh, yeah. I'm, I st- I'm still thinking about the movie. Oh, and my that gosh. doesn't happen often. Yeah, and I got to tell you, that is the difference between this movie and all of the Avengers movies, is that I don't care about any of those movies after the fact. <laughs> yeah. um, this one, I was left, like, touched, like, marked, you know, in a way that was like, <laughs> oh, man, I was, I was left to really examine myself. Like, things yeah. like, you know, do I contribute to a society that marginalizes those who have mental illness? Do mm. I in any way shun people because of their differences? Do I contribute to a culture of violence? Do I, like, I'm left wondering these things about myself. Um, yeah. Which I think, a, like, a work of art should do that, no? Sure. Now, this may not be a conversation for, for this, for right now, but do you think, do you think that those things, that culture of, you know, et cetera, what we're seeing these days, could lead to somebody like the Joker? Or do yeah. you think there had to be something? No, yeah. I think I think the whole point of this movie, and I think it's one of the reasons that this movie does not need a sequel. If anybody listening out there has any power over this, <laughs> please do not make a sequel of this movie. This movie does not need to become, in my opinion, like a Batman movie. And I think no. it's one of the reasons this movie was so good was that there was no Batman in it. Um, yeah, well, I, kind I, of. Well, so I, here's my thing. The reason that the he, the reason I have a different opinion about this Joker movie compared to The Dark Knight is that in The Dark Knight we did have Batman and Batman failed. So only by comparison to Joker's success are we left to wonder who the real hero of this movie was. So where I felt like the Heath Ledger Joker, everyone saw him as such a great character because we saw such a a limp Batman. Here uh-huh. we're just given a character and that character is is disturbed and does evil, but there's no weak good in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. And that makes so, a difference, you know? Yeah, yeah, I could see that. I was really nervous. Well, I was really nervous through the, most of the movie anyways, but especially when they started this whole vigilante commentary on him. You right. Know, being the guy that's actually doing the good thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, that made me super nervous because that's a dark, dark path to go down. Right, right, um, right. But then seeing, like, seeing what came of that, I'm like, okay, that makes a little bit more sense that it's sensationalism and people are taking this to weird extremes. And when there is no true substance there, 
you know, that's the difference between Joker and Batman. Yeah, and also you got to keep in mind is that all that did was fuel his sense of like self-importance, you know, exactly. To, you know, where it, it fueled the beast. Yeah, it didn't. Yeah. It didn't actually lead to good. It led to more crime and more evil. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in the world. I got to tell you, like one of the things that I was really nervous about in this movie is that I was going that they were going to make all of his evil actions justified because of mm-hmm. of his illness or because of his marginalization. And I don't think the movie did that. Hmm. Like, like, I think the movie did a really good job of pulling at my heartstrings and making me feel really bad for this guy. Because uh-huh. I did. I felt so bad for him. <laughs> um, and it, I also felt really angry at the cutting of social services and the lack of, me- of proper medication you know, yeah. and the societal failures. But at no point did I left, leave the theater feeling, yeah, he was justified in shooting all of those people. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know yeah. if the movie, movie, movie even tried to make me feel that way. Yeah, I don't know. I don't... Th- I mean, I didn't... F- I didn't feel... Sorry for him. Um, I don't know. Yeah, that's... Well, I mean, honestly, like, even at the beginning when he was meeting with his counselor, like, that was weird. And the way that he was kind of snapping and... I mean, I already felt like there was the Joker present at times. No, okay. I mean, I didn't see that because his laughter was part of the illness. That's not. I'm not talking about the laughter. Just the way that he seemed. He already seemed hopeless and nihilistic. Hmm. He took care of his mom all that whole time. Like he was. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying completely. There was still. There were still remnants of humanity left. Yeah. Well, Um, I think. I mean, I think there's a lesson there about that. All of us are capable of becoming evil things, right? We're all capable of doing evil and becoming wrong. And yeah, I mean, that's the killing joke. Um, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we can't. And we can't just say that one bad day is going to cause the Joker. um, Right. Right. Because it won't. And also, we've talked about this before that. The opposite is also true. That's the Martha scene in Batman versus Superman. Right. The one good... It just takes a moment. Yeah. A moment of grace is enough to lead to conversion. Yeah. Um, yeah. I didn't see the Joker in him until he started making decisions uh, to do wrong, to do evil. Um, the whole time prior to that, all I saw was a broken person that wasn't being supported or helped or cared for and then was led down this path where yeah you know out of desperation he makes a wrong decision and he kills a guy Mm -hmm. and then he starts to enjoy it and that's where i think the turn happens towards evil where he realizes that he enjoys it and then he starts to seek it because he feels validated by that exercise of his power yeah, I mean, and that's that's the tricky thing about it because, you know, that scene in the train when he shoots those three guys, like, on on some level, you can kind of see how that could happen. Yeah. Like, that's realistic in a sense because they were being abusive to that woman and then they started mocking him and beating him and he just snaps. Um but you're right it's that's not that's not the evil part that's not the the descent it's everything right. that happens after that when he starts to seek it yes and, and that's to and enjoy that, it 
Yeah, and that's the thing. And that's, I mean, the fact that he's everything is about smiling through the villainy, right? So yeah. you have to enjoy the villainy to be the Joker. It's not yeah. just, you know, you do evil and it causes you suffering. You do it because you enjoy it. And that's why he's so evil. Because, right, right. You know? Um, yeah, and so I thought that was just a really well done well done thing there. And I think it, the movie does a really good job of showing that there are factors that push this person to a limit. But mm-hmm. it, at no point, I think, tries to justify that his subsequent actions are not his fault. Sure. Because maybe on the subway scene, you could say that there was self-defense and it really mm-hmm. wasn't his fault. But then going out of his way to kill people because he finds pleasure in it. Like now you can't really say that it's the medication's fault or it's the illness. It's like, no, this yeah. is a man who is choosing evil for evil's sake. Yeah. You know? Well, I mean, even, yeah, I, I agree with what you're saying. Um, but even like shooting those guys on the subway, like, yeah, you could claim that self-defense, but he still shot three people. <laughs> yeah. I mean, at least and the chased, first two. chased the third guy down. <clears throat> yeah, the third guy was different, but I think the first two, at least, you could claim that there's something there of self-defense, right? That he yeah. he was fearing for his life. You know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I don't yeah, see yeah. I don't see there that as an evil action per se. I think that him following the third guy and chasing him down and shooting him a couple of times, like I think he started to realize that he enjoyed mm-hmm. the feeling of power, and I think there's something about power there that gives birth to the Joker. Is that there's mm. There's power at play that he's he's a self-validating individual, right? That his exercise of power gives him a sense of purpose because his exercise of power then gains him fame. And the fame right. leads to this vicious cycle of then wanting to please, you know, others, you know? Yeah, it's an interesting thing, you know, especially when you look at the Joker as a as a character kind of beyond just this movie. You know, his whole thing has been for a long time just... Well, and so I wonder about this. I'd have to go back and kind of reread some stuff. Um, I wonder if the nihilist thing was really Heath Ledger. About the Joker being a nihilist? Yeah. Yeah. Like the I, cha- like chaos rule. Yeah, right. that's. I don't see that in the Joker in some versions of him in the comics. He's an entrepreneur in some. Uh, he's just a, a mob guy in others. He's just a, an entrepreneur of sorts in others. Like... <laughs> You know, I mean, he's just out to get money and rob banks and... Yeah, yeah. You know? Um, but uh, to my point, though, it's it's interesting that even when that's kind of the underlying... Like, he wants to pretend that nothing... He, he even said that at some point in the movie, that he doesn't believe in anything. He doesn't believe um, in politics, I think is what he said. And then he said, yeah, I don't believe in anything. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, is this a... Do you believe this was a political statement or something? He said, oh, I don't believe in anything. Yeah, exactly. Um, but even there, he it's clear that he does because he's motivated by, you're right, by pride, by power, by, you know. Yeah, he, fu- he fell are, in. People are paying attention to me. And he said that, you know, he said, I got, the world finally noticed me, you know. Yeah. And once, once, he, once he admitted that that was his motivating, that was his motivating uh, drive, then it's clear, like, okay, this is going to be fueling the engine of his villainy is... Uh-huh pride um and there's a certain pit of pitiableness in that because there's a man who's never who's never received any attention from anybody um 
but then that doesn't exonerate him from the evil that he then does, you know? Uh-huh, uh-huh. What did you think of him allowing the um, his co-worker to go free after he stabbed that other guy? <clears throat> yeah, oh. Was that, a, was that a good a good act that he did? Yeah, I think so. Um, I'm not... See, I think this is one of the things about, about this movie that was helpful is that we're, we're shown a human being who descends into darkness and then becomes yeah. becomes evil through his actions. Yeah. And so in a lot of ways, the Joker here is not like sort of the Heath Ledger monolithic icon of chaos that just sort of is a symbol almost. Yeah, of just he's still chaos. figuring that out. Um, he's this becoming... Joker year one. Yeah, he's becoming that, you know, and you still see signs of humanity, right, in him. Both in terms of allowing that coworker to to live, and then also in the dark side of it of finding pleasure in the attention he gets from others. Whereas the Heath Ledger Joker doesn't care; he wouldn't care right. about anybody's accolades. Well, and I wonder if that's because see, I kind of saw that as the motivation of letting the guy go, because it doesn't really matter that he just witnessed him murder that man because he's doesn't care about it mm. yeah yeah huh it's like it's so ra- i mean it's not random because those were the only two guys there and he knew them and he said you know you never did anything wrong to me you know you're, you're the only guy that whatever he said um was ever nice to me or whatever yeah something like that and yeah. so like yeah there's some part of him and i it's probably a little bit of both you know we i don't think we can make it too extreme on either side um you know, he probably does feel a connection to that character mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. he was the only one that was ever nice to him. But right. then at the same time, like, he's crazy. <laughs> and so making rational decisions, like not letting witnesses go, doesn't really weigh very heavily on his psyche. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I guess I would never have thought of that decision as an irrational one because... I guess I guess this movie is trying to present that a person is not black and white, insane or sane. Yeah. That the so and I think this is this is goes back to the point of like Heath Ledger's Joker is black and white. He is chaos. There's no there's nothing else. With with this character, there just seems to be a whole lot of gray. Also, of like he's becoming he's his actions are making him into something evil, but there's still light in there that. Yeah, that that could shine, you know. Yeah, and you're right. There is, um, there is in him a reflection of the societal evils that's going on. Yeah, uh, he's the, he's the, the result of it. He says, you know, he's yeah. like, that was the the last joke that he had for uh, Robert, Robert De Niro's character. De Niro. Yeah, was you know, what do you get when you cross a society that disenfranchises the mentally ill and someone who, or you know. I can't remember exactly what it was, but you know, you get, you get this, you know. Yeah, a shot in the face. <laughs> yeah, yeah, gruesome. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. <sighs> you seem hesitant. Why are you so hesitant? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what it is inside of me that's that's making that's making me so hesitant. Perhaps it is. So I, it's harder for me, I think, to look at these characters in isolation 
So like Ledger Joker, Phoenix Joker, um, Mark Hamill Joker. Mm -hmm. Like I'm more concerned with who and what is the Joker. And it's interesting, you know, we get... And the fact that there are so many versions of him kind of plays into plays into the character of the Joker. Because, again, he's a psychotic, um, evil, you know, personification of all of that. And the movie does a really good job of not letting you know what is really real and what is his hallucinations. Right. Or even his origins, right? Those are left... Exactly, unknown. yeah. It's still... And not even like, oh, he's adopted, so still don't know his real name, blah, 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 blah. Like, that's not that's not the point. <laughs> the Joker is the Joker. Kind of like, well, yeah. And anytime you hear a story about who he was or anything about him, you have to assume he's lying. Hmm. Because he, yeah. Um, and I hesitate, I guess, trying to make something like that into a relatable character. Because I don't think that's the point of the Joker. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if I wonder if where we might diverge is that for you, it seems like the Joker stands apart from any portrayal of him. That that the like the portrayal of a particular character has to be true to some sort of form of that character uh-huh beyond any particular action of it so like yeah well i think so okay i think like how else I you, agree how, with how, that. How, how are you supposed to tell stories then like well okay like, totally yeah 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 i get what you're going and i think so this may be it i hesitate when we try to make any one of these portrayals into well that's the joker because yeah. it's a part of who the Joker, who the character is. And we, can, and we can talk about that, we can explore that, we can do all of that. But that's still only a part of, of yeah. that, whatever well, that is. But, yeah, but see, like, so, but what's interesting is that you're the one who's referencing, like, a Joker beyond Joaquin Phoenix. Like, you're the one that's yeah. saying, like, well, yeah, well, you know, this movie is one thing, but, like, yeah. I'd have to go back and read the comics and see different ways and... It's like, but aren't you precisely doing that? That this <laughs> that this is just you know, there's a bigger character out there than just mm -hmm. you know this this one instance. It's like, well, why not just let the movie be a portrayal of this one character? You know, like, don't, aren't you a big fan of like Elseworld stuff? And yeah, you know, and that's what I love. That's what I love about this movie and others like it. And I've said this many, many times. Like, just make a good movie, tell a good story. I'm all for that. Yeah. But it seems and like something makes that. you nervous. But something makes you nervous about like I think something. What makes you nervous is that this movie tried to get us to have some empathy for the character. I think that does make me nervous. Yeah. Um, and, and which I is not to say that we shouldn't have empathy for, you know, the mentally ill or any you know the marginalized in society. Yeah. Like we should. But I don't know that Joker needs to be the champion for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because well, okay. he's a bad guy. <laughs> he murders a lot of people. He does. He does. Yeah, I guess I'm a little bit more willing to do that because I think what this movie does brilliantly is it allows for me to have empathy for a human being who is becoming someone who is beyond who's beyond evil. You know, like there's someone 
You know what I mean? So it just gives me, it, it, it touches my, my heart on a level and it wounds my heart because I'm watching somebody human descend yeah. into the depths of hell and yeah. oh, for sure. And, and refuse, that's... refuse to come back. And I think that's more terrifying. Oh, absolutely. Then and that's, just... that was the terrifying thing for me. It wasn't the, you know, I watch scary movies all the time. It wasn't the violence. It wasn't, it wasn't the, you know, people getting shot in the face. His descent was disturbing. Yeah, and I think that that's more scary than a Heath Ledger Joker who doesn't have identifiable clothes, who has no defining marks, has nothing to make him incarnate in the world. He's just this force of nature that is. Where, yeah. Whereas with Joaquin Phoenix's character, the way that they portrayed him, it's more scary because I can see myself reflected in this person. Hmm. And, I can, and I can see people that I know reflected in this person. People who are marginalized or people who are treated badly or people who are on medications that they can't control or they don't know how to. Mm -hmm. And then people who are also bullied. And then, you know, I can see this character reflecting reality more so than Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger's character wasn't real ever. There's nothing real about him, you know? Yeah, but again, I mean, I just, I hesitate to make a character like the Joker be the one that we look to, to say, look, this is, I mean, okay. And I get it. Like, this is an extreme, like sometimes we need to, we need to go to the extremes to realize the true consequences of, you know, of our actions. Okay. So so what's interesting to me though, is that like, I think you're still thinking in terms of the Joker as a bigger character than just this movie, you know? So like your worry is somehow that, like, the Joker that you know from all of the other versions, you're worried that somehow those are being exonerated by this movie. So, like, if this movie wasn't called Joker, but was called Court Jester, and <laughs> was just a story about a guy who descended into chaos and descended into villainy, yeah. who dressed like a court jester, I'm not sure you would have the same kind of hesitation. But because you know so much about the Joker otherwise, you're fearful. And you also know how people treated Heath Ledger's character as sort of this hero character. Yeah. I think your hesitation is well, much it's it's yeah. extended beyond this movie, you know. It's also informed by the other villains that have been glorified throughout the years. Like I can just picture, you know, on future mental health awareness days, people dressing up like Joaquin Phoenix Joker and saying, "Look at look at what happens." Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that gives you pause, right? That Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So my issue, well, so I, I mean, I agree with that. But I guess my issue is not with the movie or even with the portrayal of the Joker or the Joker himself. It's the foolishness of our culture to not understand what this movie, I think, was actually trying to do. Was mm-hmm. to show us that there's nothing glorious in this descent, that yeah. this, this descendant of villainy leads to anarchy. And the issue that I would have is not with the movie or the portrayal, but is in, you know, the kid who decides to dress up as this character for Halloween, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, that's scary. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, so maybe switching gears for a second. So, like, I, did you have the same feeling that I did as far as, like, comparing this movie to Avengers Endgame? Uh, I did not. What, so did how you know, figure? Well, so like I just left this movie feeling very clearly like this is a different kind of movie. Like it's just, oh yeah, I didn't think of Avengers Endgame at all. Is what I meant by that. 
Yeah, yeah. So like, I I started thinking about it because they both came out this year, and they're both technically comic book movies, which is a yeah. genre that doesn't really make any sense anymore because <laughs> you have you have they're all loosely based on comic books and based on comic book characters, but a movie like this about is, as far as they go. Yeah, this movie has nothing in common with something like Avengers Endgame. Like, no, I, but I think it does have more in common with like um, Logan or. Um, well, maybe just Logan. Well, because <laughs> Logan at least tries to tell a human story well. Yeah, you know, like, yeah. Um, and it's dark but, and gritty. Yeah, and I, w- I would say, like, I've been very frustrated looking on Instagram and watching people talk about how Robert Downey Jr. needs to be nominated for an Oscar. I'm like, Robert Downey Jr. needs to not be nominated for an Oscar because he's not a good actor, for one. And two, <laughs> like, just because he was in a movie, in a role for 20 movies, like, a consolation prize? Like, is that... <laughs> what the Oscar is significant for. I think rightfully people are saying that Joaquin Phoenix deserves an Oscar for, uh-huh. I don't know what you thought, but I thought his performance was. Do people still watch the Oscars? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> you live in, you live in the U S you should know. That's my, that's my, uh, Joker moment. Is that still a thing people do? I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, was pleasantly surprised at how much I liked this movie. And hmm. it was it was one of those things too where it's like they're not they're not useful categories, you know, like this movie was a good movie, this movie yeah. was because it wasn't in, it wasn't enjoyable in an Avengers Endgame sort of way. It wasn't yeah. a good movie in a way of like the good good wins in the end. I think it was a well-done movie where it w- it served as a mirror to the audience. Yeah. Yeah, I, that's fair. I, as a work of art, in that sense, to where I mm-hmm. was left, I was left to wonder about myself and the state of the world, you know. Yeah, and I, I mean, and having said all of that about my frustrations with the Joker, I completely agree, and I, I enjoyed the movie for that same reason. Yeah, like it's, it's good, <laughs> and disturbing. Yeah, yeah, you know what's interesting? And good because it's disturbing. One thing I find interesting is that. Unlike so, Endgame and Joker are different in a different in another way too. Endgame was written to please the audience. This to movie put was everything written, in a neat little box. <laughs> well, so there's that, but there's also the ideological stuff. So like there's the stuff of like representation of racial minorities and having women, strong women characters in this, and uh-huh. like you know trying to reflect the audience in the movie as uh-huh. much as possible, uh-huh. which. Is good, but it's also a little bit forced at times in the movie. I think you know, this movie reflected the audience quite well too, but not in the same way. <laughs> but not in the same way, right, right? Right. So, whereas Endgame was trying to please please the audience by reflecting it in the movie, this one was doing the uncomfortable thing of reflecting the audience in its ugliness. In, yeah, and its complacency, and it's willing to radicalize. Everybody, like everybody's yeah. radicalized these days. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it was great. Really good. I also really liked. Yeah. Uh, go ahead, go ahead. No, 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 no. Keep going. I was also. I just also really liked how, like, even even the scenes where he was dancing, um, they made it clear that there was no music playing at times. Yeah. You yeah. know, and it just showed you the disturbed nature of this character. You know. Yeah, those are weird dances. Yeah, I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> I how did you feel about how they portrayed Thomas Wayne? Oh yeah, so that was tough. That was tough because 
it, it came down to an observation that you and I have had about other movies, and that was that there is no, there really was no goodness anywhere <laughs> so yeah. in this in this movie. Um, the only characters in this movie who were good were, or at least weren't evil, were the children uh-huh. and the woman that lived down the hall, I guess, you know? <laughs> his imaginary girlfriend? <laughs> his, imagi- his imaginary, you know? <laughs> his imaginary She was okay, girl- yeah. You know? The figment um, of his imagination was, was okay. <laughs> yeah, you know, so... <laughs> um, yeah, so I don't... Well, that shows a desire for that, I think. I mean, yeah. to go back to... Well, what's interesting, though, is that, like, the only goodness, going back to your question about Thomas Wayne, the only goodness in the entire movie was the children because of their innocence, which maybe in and of itself is a point that goodness is in us by mm-hmm. birth, but society and illness and, you know, disregard can beat it out of us, you know? Yeah. Um, so there's that point. But to your point about Thomas Wayne, I was disappointed that Thomas Wayne wasn't a good guy in this, but I think it was sort of a helpful thing to remember that sort of like, yeah, that there's evil kind of everywhere pushing on everybody, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was a bit too easy too too much of like a low hanging fruit to say, Oh, the richest man in town, of course he's going to be corrupt and blah, 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 blah. Right. Right. Like, let's just play that trope. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Whereas literally everywhere else, he kind of, is an example of how to break that, of how to go yeah. beyond just the rich, monk, you know, mogul of of real estate and technology, blah 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 blah. Right. Like that, right. there is virtue to be found there, and yeah. they just kind of played into the typical. Yeah, yeah. Which was and it, no, I see that. I see that, and it is nice that they do take liberties with characters in that sense. But I, I did miss having any portrayal of good in the movie. Um, but I guess I guess one of the reasons that I'm okay with it is because I wonder, I wonder if actually, maybe paradoxically, having any goodness portrayed in the movie would have led to the glorification of evil. Could be, but you know what else? And this is, this I just struck me. It could be the fact that we didn't see goodness in the movie because Joker can't see goodness. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I mean, like, you know, Thomas Wayne the entire time was saying, look, I, I'm i not your father. And he was right. He was telling the truth. <laughs> you know? And and yeah, Joker just I mean, refused to believe it, you know? Yeah, and not even like, not even like that. I mean, but just the way that everything else was, we weren't quite sure what was real. Like, we're kind of seeing this movie through his own perspective. Right, um, right. Well, with his girlfriend and yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. And no, so true. looking at it through his perspective, well, yeah, of course it makes sense that there's no goodness because he can't see that. Right, right. Now, okay, so the dangerous thing about what you're saying, though, is that it can lead to a blaming of the victim. So, like, if if he's the victim of a lot of different things, then are we saying it's his fault for not seeing the good? I didn't say that. No, not at all. But you're just, just saying that he can't. Yeah, the reality is that he can't see it, you know, for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that's good. I like that. Do you know what I mean, though, with the, like, if there was good portrayed, that it would actually maybe lead to the, the glorification um, of evil? Do you know what I mean by no, that? No, say more. So, okay. It's, it's back to my point about the Dark Knight. 
I think one of the reasons that that movie led to the glorification of the Joker as this wonderful character that everybody loves yeah, is precisely because... There was struggle? Because Batman was in it, yeah. and Batman tried to do good but failed. Mm-hmm. And so was it showed unable, the strength? <laughs> and it showed the strength of the dark side uh-huh. over the good. And I think in this movie, by leaving it, leaving it suspended that there's any goodness that can contend with the Joker left me feeling like I need to make a decision by the end of this movie. Is this a good guy or a bad guy? And my heart cannot lead me down a path where I say that he's good at all. Like the movie made it very clear that this is a guy you cannot root for. Yeah. You know, where at least in the dark Knight, it seems at least some of my students, they rooted for the Joker because Batman was pitiful in that movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Um, so having, having a good, a good character, let's say it was, it would, it could have been Thomas Wayne, like of anybody in, in the city that could have been a good guy. It would have been yeah. him. Yeah. If, and if he, yeah, go ahead. he was, and so let's say he did the right thing by taking Arthur Fleck seriously and speaking with him and trying to figure out how to, how to handle this well. What would that have done? I think it would have made us... So if he, had, if he had done all the right things, this movie would not have ended with, with goodness winning. It would have ended with somehow the Joker subverting all of that. Because this is a movie called uh-huh. The Joker, you know? Yeah. Um, and so goodness would have been subverted if it had been portrayed. And so to keep okay, goodness... Okay, I see, I see, I see. Because it's a movie about the Joker. And so... Right, right, right. And so, for, well, and it goes back to that question, though: Should we have movies based on villains? <laughs> yeah, and I think the reason this one worked. So my point was that if goodness was portrayed in any way, then it would have been subverted by the Joker and then made a mockery of. So, yeah. which would have then led to the glorification of mm-hmm. the one doing the mocking. Yeah, I can um, see that. And so I think there's a there's a good move there of not including goodness personified. Yeah. Um, now, the other question, which is whether or not there should be movies with villains as protagonists, I, I, don't, I don't know how I feel about that with this movie because this movie didn't leave me feeling good about this character. Yeah, and that's the difference. I mean, we can't forget that, um, that we end Good Friday with Jesus dead on the cross. Mm-hmm. Like, there, there are going to be stories without a happy ending yeah this one did not have a happy ending (laughs) this ended badly yeah yeah horrifically (laughs) you know i mean the last and it's actually there was sort of this weird awkward funny like chasing in the hospital you know chasing the hospital scene so like yeah it just it plays into the whole thing of like this is funny right this is supposed to be funny you know and the irony of the whole thing is that he even ends with a joke of like he was laughing about something and she says, what's so funny? And he says, mm-hmm. you wouldn't get it. And it was murder. Murder was the <laughs> joke. But it, but she, but he was right. There's the irony. Yeah. Is that he was right that she wouldn't get it because she's dead. But also she wouldn't get it because murder isn't funny. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and we're left to swallow that pill of like, oh, this is not funny. No one's laughing anymore. You right. Know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Would I watch this again? 
Oh, dude, I think this is a movie that I would watch ten years from, <laughs> ten years from now for sure. Like, yeah, it's, well, it's it like the, will age well. I think it will age well. It's a lot like the Dark Knight trilogy. So this is DC making movies like the Dark Knight trilogy again, and not like Justice League. <laughs> you know, which is which is another reason why I think they should avoid making a sequel as best as possible. Absolutely, um, yeah. Get away from as, that. As soon as they make a sequel, they've turned him into just a foil to Batman. They just need to leave Bruce in the alleyway with his dead parents, and <laughs> <laughs> and just leave, and just let it be. Let that be a, a standalone movie. You know? Should they have shown that? I was wondering that. So like the I classic. Think- yeah murder of the parents the, the happening sort of the, on that night yeah the, the sort of meme that's been running around the internet is that when will we stop killing bruce's parents <laughs> um yeah <laughs> um yeah you know so the whole time i had the suspicion that the movie would include that um i had the suspicion the whole time that it would be the joker who did it yeah um should they have included it i think i think it was i think that was 89 batman that tried to do that yeah, they Nicholson? pulled it off too. Yeah, Nicholson did that, where it was him who. Did they pull it off? Well, they did it. They included it in the. <laughs> yeah, I think that uh, they did it precisely. I think just to kind of. Yeah, yeah I don't know why they did it. Uh, I don't think it was necessary per se, but because they included Bruce Wayne as a kid, maybe it was just an yeah a natural conclusion to. Yeah, and I guess having as and having Thomas Wayne as a as a character. Ooh, like a ooh, main dude, antagonist. Dude, dude. Dude. I got it. Bro. I got it. <laughs> you want to know where goodness is? Dude. Uh-huh. Where? You know what? How does the movie end? So the movie ends with Bruce Wayne becoming an orphan. Uh-huh. That's how Arthur Fleck's story begins. Uh-huh. So the goodness in the movie is in the hope of the story not repeating itself. Hmm. Ooh, I like that. Because yeah. Bruce... Bruce can become the Joker too. Yep. yep. The Joker even tried to put a smile on his face. <laughs> yeah. Well, and the irony is that Bruce <laughs> is still going to be an incredibly broken character that goes to the extremes himself. But he's, I mean, he doesn't become a villain in the same sense. In right. Any sense, really. Right. But you know what I mean? So there's hope there. Yeah, in yeah, Bruce, yeah. Oh, I like you that. Know? Because they both, they both are <laughs> orphaned. You know? Yeah. Well, there's this really great book um, called White Knight. I think they're making a sequel for it as well, where um, it's this whole big thing that I don't really want to go into right now, but um, effectively what happens is Batman goes too far and like beats the crap out of Joker yet again, um, and then he gets this weird treatment to where he, he's kind of cured of his insanity, uh, and builds a case against Batman, and so Batman is now seen as the villain, and the Joker's the hero. Hmm. Um, so it kind of plays off of those same lines of, yeah, they're really the same type of a character. Yeah, but it's that, um, but it's that that crucial decision that happens. You know, right, are you going right. to go into the light, or are you going to stay in the darkness? Yeah. And the funny thing with Batman is he kind of tries to straddle both. Yeah, and that's right. why characters like Nightwing are so are so great. Um, I mean, this is one of the ways in which the Heath Ledger movie made it very obvious, you know, is that you complete me, you know, you, I don't want to kill you. I need you. I want you, you know, um, you know, he sees it as a yin and yang thing or something. 
um, <laughs> you know, as a completion thing, the Joker does. But Batman mm. just sees it as you are. <laughs> Batman sees it as you are what I will become if I cross this line. Yeah, yeah. And I won't do that. You know. Yeah. No, there's hope there. There's hope there because we know who Bruce becomes. Um, so I have I have a question for you. Uh-huh. I I struggled a lot with the movie because I knew too much. <laughs> yeah. Do you struggle with that? Um, a little bit. I mean, it was. I mean, to go back to the conversation earlier, like that's part of the reason why. I I can't really get behind this whole let's humanize the Joker. I mean, after you see him beat Robin to death with a crowbar, it's like, well, slow your roll. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so kind of. Um, but I think my desire for good storytelling sometimes can trump that. Yeah, yeah. Like, I was so excited for a movie that didn't fit into an already established universe. Right. Like, I'm so done with that. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And so bring it on. Make Elseworlds. Make, you know, do what you got to do. Just tell a good story. Oh, this better just be its own movie. Oh, for the love of yeah. God, this, this should not be part of the DCEU. Um, yeah. If that's even a thing still. Um, <laughs> there was an advertisement for Birds of Prey. And I was like, really? Like Birds of Prey. That could be good. I mean, it'll, you know, that could be good. Yeah. That was a really bad TV show in the 90s. That's yeah, how to do it, but I remember it. Um, I will say what. So my whole thing about knowing too much is that the whole time I was sort of on the edge of my seat, waiting for him to become the Joker. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and and I don't like that about like when story. And I think this movie did a really good job of like. I mean, it's called Joker, right? You can't it's, not I, have him become the Joker. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just the hard thing about like having expectations going into a movie. You're kind of waiting for Anakin to become Darth Vader because you know he will, and like yeah. You know, you're looking yeah. for the moment that'll push him over the edge. But I think that's that's the interesting thing about movies like this is you're, it's like a it's like reading a case study. You're looking at all of the factors that go into that character. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes and, you don't have all the information, like in this movie, like you don't know what's real and what's not. Right, right. Yeah, hmm. that's true. That's true. Yeah, man, I could watch this movie again for sure. I. I feel like it's a really good reflection of Western society right now, uh, yeah. in a lot, yeah, in a yeah, lot yeah. of ways. In a lot of ways, even something as simple as access to guns, you know, like in public spaces, like that's mm-hmm. part of our cultural discourse right now. You know, um, like on many different levels, mental health, uh, societal marginalization of those who are ill, any number of things. You know, the balance of rich and poor, all that is so relevant. You know, to our yeah. society. Um, yeah, and those aren't the types of things that are like fad, um, hot hot button issues. They're not topical. Yeah, like those are perennials. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. Good, very good. I was I was so surprised that I liked it, and I'm kind of surprised too. Yeah, you. What did you think I was going to say? Uh, I thought I. I mean, I th- I knew that you were going to be moved by it. I thought the um i thought it was going to be a little bit too disturbing for you hmm like the violence or like the the story the story i mean yeah. just madness yeah. yeah 
And it was. I was disturbed. But I, I kind of to your point about horror movies, it's like, no, that's it's probably a good thing that it disturbs yeah. me. You know, yeah, yeah, it'd probably yeah, yeah. be exactly. more more concerning if it didn't, you know. Like his right before he stabbed that guy when he was had his white face on. Uh that was a terrifying part of the movie for me. Just standing there? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, because he locks the door, right? And so you know yeah. what's going to happen, you know? Oh, man. Well, good. Well, hey, so I don't really want to give it two thumbs up, but I'll give it two thumbs up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. People should see it. Cool. All right, man. I think we could call this episode just an in-depth review of The Joker. Yeah, yeah. We tried to do that a couple of times with other movies, and it never really worked out very well. But I think this may have been our best attempt at reviewing a movie. Sounds good, man. All right, cool. We'll leave it there, and we'll be back soon. All right. All right, man. Next week. Peace. All right, dude. See ya. Bye. Oh, hey, uh, my bad. Uh, I forgot <laughs> so to say one thing. So here we are, hours later. <laughs> yeah, it's been a few <laughs> hours, although in podcast land, it's been probably no time. <laughs> no time at all. I'm just so, pointing that out so everybody knows. I have an addendum. Later. I have an addendum. Tell um, me. So I had a thought. I was just having dinner, and I was having a conversation over dinner with one of the guys about the movie, the guy who I went to go see it with. And I, I remembered about – he was talking about reviews and everything. And it reminded me of something that I read that the director said after the movie went out. Mm-hmm. Everyone was complaining about, like, this movie could be risky, you know, because there could be people that could be, you know, convinced to do violence, you know, yeah. or whatever, right? Yeah. Yeah. His response, the biggest movie this summer was John Wick. <laughs> a guy that goes on a killing spree. <laughs> <laughs> he probably yeah. killed more people than Joker did. Yeah, okay. So in like the first 5 seconds of the movie. <laughs> right, right, right. So I want to talk about that. Like there's so there's a lot there yeah. for me. Um what 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 is your first thought when you hear me say that? Uh, I think you're right. You know, it's 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 really fascinating how quickly we are to compartmentalize things like that. Um, you know, I think I've I've heard that that criticism as well, and there are there was some other kind of lewd comments about other Oscar winning movies um, that. Yeah, that have gone on kind of in the same same vein. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it is interesting. Something like John Wick, like, you know what you're getting into. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's kind of action-y. I, I think we've talked about this before. I've not actually seen John Wick. Oh, dude. Uh, it is on my list. I do want to see it. Um, so oh, I yeah. can't speak too much about what the movie is, but just from what I gather, like, it's one of these shoot them up action flicks that you don't really have to think about too much. Oh, yeah. I mean, and the third one of the three is even more so, like, it's clearly just about the violence, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and that kind of violence is different, I think, from the violence of Joker. Right. Because, right. Like, like we were mentioning, it's not... It's... Um, the, the, for me, the disturbing things aren't the violence because it's pretty minimal, to be honest. Yeah, it's very few. Um, it's everything else that goes into it. Yeah. The disturb the disturbingness 
the disturbedness, I don't know what that word is, um, about this movie is the psychological, the tra- the descent. I mean, we said it yeah. before. I got to tell you, though, I, like, I would much rather have to suffer through the hard reality that is a movie like The Joker than to pay $10 to... To blind- turn your brain off? To turn my... Well, to just... Well, not only <laughs> to turn my brain off, that's true, but to turn my brain off and then to watch death just yeah. mow people down and then find myself cheering on somebody who will stab somebody in the face with a pencil. Yeah. Like, oh, that's cool all of a sudden. Instead, what happened when I watched Joker, I retched when I saw him yeah. stab somebody with his scissors. You know, like... Yeah, yeah. And what's the difference? I think I think the difference, and I think this is actually in defense of a movie like The Joker. Like, So I'm talking about the movie now, not the character. But the way that uh-huh. this movie was made... I much prefer because what what happened in John Wick is that we all knew what we were getting into, like you said, that that movie is so out of proportion with reality yeah. that it's clearly fake. And yeah. that's a really good defense of the Joker movie because the Joker movie is more real. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. And I think, yeah, you're right. That's why it's so And that's why it's so gut-wrenching, you know? Yeah, 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 <laughs> like, yeah. Like, you're right, There's there are very few scenes in The Joker where there's any violence. Like, there are three scenes maybe where you see blood. Like, yeah. well, you see blood a lot just because of his face and stuff. <laughs> but, like, where you see, like, actual violence that, yeah. you know, yeah. leads to death. It happens very rarely. Yeah, he but when killed, it, he shot four people. Is that right? He shot four people and he stabbed a guy. And stabbed a guy. That's it? Yeah, but, I mean, but the violence was gruesome. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. But well, that's what is, I'm saying. Like, that's yeah. very minimal. Right, but it was, but it was harsh. You know? Um, yeah, weighed more. Yeah, and I just think that that's, that makes for a better experience for reflection of like mm-hmm. I, I'm not being desensitized to what literally I think the body count in John Wick is in the hundreds. You know. <laughs> <laughs> and and you're and you're right to laugh, you know, because there's there is something humorous about the movie, you know. It's yeah, yeah. intended as entertainment where the Joker really isn't. That movie is not intended to be entertainment. It's intended I think to be provocative. Yeah. with how real it is, you know? Yeah, I mean, entertainment has to be one of their goals because they wouldn't make a movie if it wasn't. But you're right. No, you're right though. It is it is supposed to provoke your imagination and make you think about uh, kind of what we talked about, the way the the um, healthcare system is broken, the way that, you know, all of these support systems that should be in place for people right, aren't. Right, right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, and so I just think that this, you know, 100% goes to show that a movie like this is the kind of movie that our society needs. We need less. I hate to say it yeah. because I like John Wick and I like Avengers, but... We need less Avengers and less John Wick, and we need more movies like this. Not because they're dark, but because they're yeah. honest. They're honest. Well, and again, you know, that's exactly why it's getting such hate <laughs> across the board, because it's there's something of substance there. Hmm. Um, yeah. And, yeah. And, you know, we see it all. The, this is our, you know, anytime we get on our Batman versus Superman soapbox, like, that's basically what it boils down to like society doesn't want to have to deal with something like conversion or right. or the opposite um 
where somebody is falling, 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 falling down into the descent, down into the, the pits of hell. Right. Um, yeah, there it is. You know, and it's funny. There's so there's speaking of falling. There's a a really great movie called Falling Down, with um, Michael Douglas, and it's about this guy who is stuck in traffic one day, and just goes off the rails. <laughs> wow. And so, it's funny that you know this movie isn't that, but there's a lot of similarities. Um, you should watch that actually. Yeah, I will. Um, I will. Just to kind of compare it. That would have been a fun thing to do to watch that before we had this conversation to yeah. compare the two. Interesting. But yeah, I mean, the but there's an honesty in that experience of Michael Douglas of, you know, he could just literally fall off the rails, you know, yeah. because of a bad experience. There's something really human in that. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Um, there's nothing human about John Wick, you know. There's nothing yeah, human exactly. about the Avengers. like. Like I find myself every time I'm on Twitter or on Instagram and I watch, I see more and more memes still, still I see memes about the Avengers and I'm like, I, (laughs) I don't understand why this has such staying power. Like it's so, (laughs) it's so superficial and I'm a big fan, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway. So I just, I wanted to bring that point up before we close is that there's a distinction between the kinds of movies like John Wick and this, where I think one communicates to us something that's true and honest at least it's at least honest about reality but then there's an irony because we're far willing far more willing to like grant a movie like john wick carnage than a movie like this you know yeah and it i mean it has become john wick doesn't just something like john wick doesn't just appear like that's um that's the result of things like video game culture, like, you know, our obsession with Kung Fu movies, you know, all of these things kind of have come together to produce something like John Wick, which really shouldn't be conflated. And it happens all the time with like real violence, with real gut wrenching things like the Joker is dealing with. Yeah. Like, I think you're right to to point out that these are two very different things. Yeah. And to try to put them in the same box is just unfair to both. And the one that actually does violence best is the Joker. Yeah. You know, because violence is few and far between, but when it happens, it's disgusting. Yeah. You know? It's kind of like, well, I won't get into this. Korean horror movies are really kind of disturbing in that way. (laughs) Mm. That the violence is not as gory, but it's... Uh, It's gory a lot of the time, yeah. But it's not as, like, regular and in your face. Yeah. Anyway, so I just wanted to bring this up because I think it's yeah, an interesting yeah, point yeah. from the director's point of view that he's being yeah. criticized, you know, for mm-hmm. being a, a threat to society for making a movie like this. Good. Yeah. If, if you're not upsetting people, then you're not doing it right. I feel that, man. And I feel like there's something about the way that he did this where he's trying, as an artist should, I think he's just trying to speak truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. the problem is, is that... Speaking the truth is risky, you know? That's right. A prophet is not accepted in his own home. There it is. Anyway, I just wanted to add this addendum just because it was on my mind. And cool. I wanted to... Yeah, no, it's great. I'm glad we, we um, were able to to get back together to reconnect on, on this issue because I think it's an important one. Yeah. For sure. Cool, man. All right. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> okay, bye. See ya. Until next time. <laughs>